hear the wind blows when this day is done. Hello and uh, welcome back to the Stories by the Sea podcast with myself, Craig Burrows. And this week's guest on the show is David Farrell. And it's a long-awaited interview with David. Um, some of you will know Dave from his own podcast, The Poems Podcast. And I'm sure from people down in Port Marnock Beach, um, they will also know from down there swimming. So, uh, Dave, what's the story? How was things, Craig? Yeah, I've been waiting to go on the podcast. I've listened to the last few and I really enjoyed them. Delighted to be asked on. I'm delighted to be your first guest, so thanks very much for having me on. Not a bother, man. Um, so, basically... The way that this podcast was brought together was that I just wanted to get everybody's stories um, of who they are as a person, why they're interested in sea swimming, and what their interests are altogether, and um, just to bring out the best stories in them. So um, I guess we'll start off with uh, who is David Farrell? Who is David Farrell? I'm still figuring it out. It's a, it's, it's a learning curve. I'm figuring it out day by day and week by week, month by month, and I'm enjoying the journey of discovery. Um, for me, where am I at now? I'm so sobriety is one of my biggest things. That's my, one of my foundations. What else? That me training. I'm currently studying in a course. But David Farrell, David Farrell is a is an avid sea swimmer, mental health advocate, and sobriety advocate. Also, that's where I'm at currently. Deadly. And sobriety, so as long as I've known you, um, you've spoke highly about sobriety and you've helped me along the ways in understanding it and the benefits of it and then also how hard it is to, uh, to implement sobriety into your life. Um, for you, what has been your biggest challenge in sobriety? My biggest challenge in sobriety, I was actually asked this question yesterday, funny enough, but uh, I was doing a presentation skill and I did it on sobriety um, for my communications class and that question was asked so the biggest challenge for me I only answered yesterday is has been uh, feelings and emotions um, trying to regulate trying to experience for the first time feelings and emotions not being uh, chemically induced with happiness or chemically induced sadness you want to call it but uh, feelings and emotions have been the biggest one for me an interesting journey uh, feelings and emotions deadly um I guess when you're talking about feelings and emotions, for yourself, um, somewhat they were mostly probably suppressed throughout the time where you had that little mad patch in your lifestyle. Um, and then obviously when when you started going through um, your program, um, you started to realise these things that actually, hang on a second, I actually have these emotions, but I've never really understood them. So what are they? You know, for you, um, I know from speaking to you, the first time I met you, we, we actually had a little chat and you mentioned, I've never cried before. What was it like for the first time when you did cry? Oh, it was, it was legal. It was, crying was class. Oh, yeah. I was, my first time crying, I was a year sober. And first time crying, and I, uh, I was writing a poem about a friend of ours that passed away. And I was with three lines into the poem and I started crying. I got so excited for crying that I stopped crying. I actually got happy. So I stopped crying and then I got too excited with the tears. And then that was actually a lovely experience. And then the next time I cried, Jesus is morbid. The next time I cried, a friend of mine overdosed and we were, he was dead. He passed away. He was a week gone. We're down, actually sitting beside you at the full moon Wim Hof breathing session, full moon, uh, maybe November, yeah, November. A friend only passed away a week, did the breathing session and something came about during the breathing session and 
I thought some my friend had passed away and then I cried again. Bought me lamps was powerful. That was really set me emotions, felt it, and really engaged with how I was feeling and, and processed his, his death and then celebrated his death after that boy. Boy, I wrote down a few things on a piece of paper and burned it off. And I was thinking about the whole time, but that was really an enjoyable, sad moment, but enjoyable. And I, I was celebrating his life. I celebrated his life myself. So that was another experience with, with tears. I mean, then you'll remember that um, actually that day down in, in, in Port Marnock, um at the Wim Hof Moonrise. Uh, I remember just turning around here and I'd seen these tears rolling down your eyes and I was like, whoa, what the fuck, man? Dave's crying. What's going on? <laughs> and that, that just show you, like, that's how big of a thing it was. Because as I said, when you first met you, you were like, I've never cried before. I don't know what it's like. And then to actually see it, I was like, whoa, this is this is big. This is massive. Um, it was somewhat inspirational in a way because you were so caught up in in your previous life where you had that big masculinity um, vibe that it was just I'm too big to cry I'm too I'm too uh, what's that word um, I'm too proud to cry you know big men don't cry but in reality everybody cries yeah yeah it's mad because because it's funny when I hear lads saying oh, I don't cry and all this I was when I was just like a sober I was like I want to cry I was just, trying to cry all the time so I was like I'm embracing feelings emotions embracing my, all the ups downs Smiles and frowns and all of the ebbs and flows, but I really wanted to, I really wanted to cry when I got sober and the light I cried with crying and was so powerful to be able to cry because it's about embracing all your feelings, all your assets, all your intricacies and, and then just really exploring all, all sides of feelings and emotions, which is a new journey for me, but I'm, the tears, I was proud of myself and I was, as you said there, it was a powerful moment it was and I really did enjoy crying and it was, uh, most lads would go, oh, I don't cry, oh, give me all the tears you can get, oh, more tears for me please. Tears are good lads. Don't uh, don't this uh, the tears? They're uh, they're very powerful. Um, and something there that you just said also, um, you said that you, you wrote the poem about your friend um, who passed away. You also then cried because you brought back memories of that friend of yours that that ended up um, overdosing. So you you've come from sobriety, um, a life full filled with rage, alcohol, drugs, whatever it may have been, um, and then you're now crying over people who have lost themselves due to maybe not taking that path and um, what's the what what if you could say something to somebody that is currently going through that path right now and isn't coping very well and you're coming from a sober perspective and i've walked that walk and talked that talk what would you say to that person to try and help them change their life well, first of all, if you ever struggle in any way with drink, drugs, addiction, reach out to me. You can get me on Instagram. You can get me on WhatsApp if you want. You get me on Instagram probably quicker. But reach out to me and look, I'll tell you my story. You don't have to go as far as you think you have to go. I know everyone has to reach a certain rock bottom, but if you can just stop, take a look at your life and realize how fast it's going nowhere if you're, if you're caught in addiction with that fucking crap cocaine, the rubbish fucking poisonous drug, the worst anti-climax drug ever. But... You have to go as far as you have to go to realize how then you have to stop. Or you have to reach rock bottom before you stop. But you don't have to do it. You don't have to go that far. Life is amazing in sobriety. And like people are always like have such of a, a negative spin on going to 12 step programs or sobriety, thinking like, oh, well, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. But like, I mean, I'm the exact same person. Like, like I'm with feelings and emotions, but I'm joyful. I'm, I'm present. And I'm enjoying life through sobriety. And it doesn't have to be he's born, he's sober. I'm still doing loads of mad things <laughs> and sobriety, but like, just not criminal things. <laughs> 
he's still mad, lads. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Still has those sick thoughts. It's all right. Don't go away. <laughs> but um, the one thing that I found myself um, with with uh, trying to deal with my emotions and everything that was going on was somewhat of having a community around you of like-minded individuals. And I think for uh, for the next topic, like the swimming, um, or the sea dip, and are going down to there to uh, the any beach in Ireland or, or wherever you are, that in its sense is a sense of community. Like the people that you meet down there are unbelievable. They're absolutely like powerful individuals. People look at them, and I think up to a certain period of time, probably in November, people were looking at those people going, Jesus, they're all mad. You know, but uh, we are mad. <laughs> it's a good mad, you know. It's um, it's that sense of madness where uh, you want to get up out of bed in the morning to go to the sea, and then you look at yourself and you're like, yeah, I'm mad, but I'm okay at the same time. So, you know, I'm enjoying this. And then it just catches on. How did you come into uh, sea swimming, sea dipping? My, my sea swimming journey, uh, I, I thought about this before. I started years ago, I did a few, but I never stuck. I don't know anything. But then when I got sober, I was sober about eight, nine months. And I was coming Christmas Day, I got this strange urge to go swimming instead of partying, obviously, because I was sober. And I could hear the sea calling me. I went down to Dolly Mount Christmas Day, went for a dip, loved it. And then that was 2019, Christmas Day. And then I went back in January. And then I was gone three, four, five days a week, and then up to sometimes every day for a couple of weeks with yourself. And that was my journey started off Christmas Day 2019, and it's just so powerful. And as you said there, the community, sense of community, people you meet, and everyone's like, if you don't do sea swimming, like, you're mad. Swimming in rain, snow, some stages, always cold and bitter. But you know yourself, when you get into that sea, and you can just challenge, nothing, it's not even challenged anymore. I love going down, but when you start going down, it's like, oh, this is cold, this is this. Learn to love it, embrace it, and it's about finding comfort in, in an uncomfortable situation, in being comfortable in a stressful situation, and that carries on to every aspect of your life. Big point. Um, I know for myself, um, I actually did a, a piece with Ripple Ireland, or Ripple Effect Ireland, um, during the week, and at the very end, it was like, why would you tell somebody to get involved in sea swimming? For me, it was simply just that, you know. In order to be comfortable, you have to get uncomfortable. And I think when you're getting into that cold water, yes, it is going to be cold, but you know, you're doing it for a reason. And I think life is hard and life is difficult and you're going to have those uncomfortable situations. But if you actually train yourself to get comfortable in uncomfortable positions, life becomes a whole lot easier. Um, and I think that's a big thing for people as well. Like, you know, you see a lot of people doing down the beach as well. Like, you know, there's, there's people down there for all sorts of reasons. Um, and it's grown so much. Think back at last what? March, May, March. Yeah, yeah. First time we went down. Yeah, you came down. You reached out to me over a poem. You came down and we got chatting. And then we were down there and it was only like max twenty people, max, Easy. max. And then now, now we go down now in the morning any day of the week and there's hundreds of people. It just, it just exploded. We saw literally grassroots from starting off and it was. Uh, one fella doing the PT with a couple of women, and then we got involved, and then it just exploded, didn't it? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely massive. Um, just seeing it, like I think some people are still on board with it, and then some people have just sort of swayed away from it. You'll see them coming out now, and it gets a little bit warmer, but that's all right. Um, I I totally enjoy it. I've totally enjoyed it since I started doing it, and then I thought maybe you know coming into the colder months, it was just gonna disappear, it was gonna drop off. 
seen some magic happen in November but went down there one weekend and there was fucking a hundred and odd people on the beach and I was like that was powerful whoa hold on a second what's going on here it's four degrees out so there's a hundred people on the beach what's going on you know it was insane that wasn't it it was just ah oh man it, to put it into words it was just unbelievably magic you know it was um, it was one of those moments that will just stay at the back of my mind for a very 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 long time you know something that I'll reminisce on but yeah I was down at the beach in, in November and Ah, you're mad, you know. But uh, so are a hundred other people, yeah. so I'm mad. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else must be mad, you know. Um, and I think with everything that's gone on this year and all the madness and all the controversy, everybody caught up in in their own minds. I think that the the sea has helped them um, massively in that aspect. It's been huge for the mental health side of things when it comes to uh, mining yourself. And I think for yourself, like you, you have had your own mental health journey you're still going through it you know um you've had ups downs ebbs flows like, like everybody you know but um i know deep down i've seen it last week or the week before last sorry it could have been about three weeks ago it's that long we're down the beach all the time but when you came down after knocking in the water um for a period of time and you were literally just relieved you yeah. know it was like a weight had been taken off your shoulders you know the sea is a constant it's always there and it's about Getting it, just getting it down, getting it done, and it's a community sense of it, community involved around it. But getting into the water, it's just such a relief, you know yourself. It's just, and if you keep constant with it, it's always there. The sea is always there, and it's free. It doesn't, there's not other relief in any other way. It doesn't have to be monetary funds. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't cost you anything to go down to the beach, be in the community, go for a swim, and be around like minded individuals, lunatics in November, freezing cold, and going down with 100 something people. Like minded individuals, you have to have something not different about you, and it's in everyone. But just about getting up, getting out, and getting it done, and it's such the benefits are endless. That's it, man. Different folks have different strokes. That's just how it goes in yeah. life, you know. Um, some like sea swimming, some like ice baths, some like going down to lakes, um, but they're all brought together with the one thing, and it's that cold water and that sense of um, calmness when you're in that cold water. You're literally just in your in your mind, and everything is relieved from your body. The stress, the whole lot, it's just powerful. Absolutely powerful. Um, come here. Mental health, touching on that now. What's it like in Ireland? What do you think of the current mental health system, the state of it in Ireland? Uh, absolutely insane. Insane. The current situation has really opened your eyes to everyone of the, of the mental health situation in Ireland. Me personally, being a recovered alcoholic slash cocaine addict, um, I'm getting a lot of messages, uh, direct messages on Instagram, people struggling with drink drug relapses their mental health the situation is such so bad currently because everyone's locked up at home domestic abuse is on the up suicides are on the up mental health is on the up and then you have the likes of small touching on it me getting arrested on the beach for for swimming um, and i'm down there two years a couple of days a week and the, it's just the way to enforce things is insane and the people are struggling and they're trying to take the life from nature like it's just insane. Like people are really struggling. Like people are people, are, as you said a while ago, and I know myself. People are now the strongest people are now, um, strong with their physical attributes of training, their mental health space. It's the cracks starting to show people, and they're really starting to show even the strongest people. Which is, it's insane to see these people cracking. I was like, I never thought they that would go that way, but it's, it's in everyone. But I know what my structured routine keeps me stable. And for people that don't have a structured routine or still drinking, taking drugs, I really, really favour them. I really, really worry and favour these people because. I sometimes struggle 
and ups and downs and, and I have a structure routine and I go back and I have sobriety. These people, some people don't. So it's it's a very dark time for some people that just are still wrapped up in that situation. It's one of those things, man. I think, as you said, the, the larger figures, the bubbly characters, you start seeing them falling, you start seeing them taking taking a turn for the worst. It, it's dangerous, you know. It it is very very scary, and like there's not much that anybody can do in order to try and and, and better themselves. And when they try to take it away from you, in a sense. Where do you turn then? Do you know what I mean? Um, you can turn to your family, you can turn to your friends, but in reality, you can only get so close to them nowadays that that's that's the other ball game, you know. So, um, in Ireland alone, you know, like the mental health system is one of the worst in Europe, and um, something has to change. And I think, look, this unfortunately, this current situation is just going to to make things that little bit worse, but. At the end of the day, the most important thing to do is just mind yourself and be present within yourself. And you know whether that's swimming, doing yoga, breathing, with a good friend Paddy, and yeah. those fabulous work with uh, Wim Hof style breathing. And um, shout out to Fabio Foster's on Instagram. So if anybody's listening to this, doesn't know who he is, give him an ad there, follow, uh, and I'm sure uh, if you hit him up for a breathing session, to look after you. Um, and then running. Running was the other one. Now, when we look back to September, uh, you messaged me, what's up, bro? You coming for a triathlon training in the morning? I was, what? What are you talking about? You know, we're not going down there triathlon training. I was like, the last time we did a 5K, God knows was. I said, no, you want me to go and do a triathlon training? Man, you're crazy. But uh, we went down and did it. And Brilliant. seven and a half K run, did a, a 30K cycle, went for a little dip afterwards. And from there to now, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. You've done a half marathon. Yeah. I've done a half marathon. You've done two. You know, I've got a 5K under 20 minutes. I, for the, for myself, I would have never thought that I'd even stay consistent in running. But there was something in running that I found for my head that was just powerful. You know, you're, you're caught in your mind and you go through these emotions. And, you know, I try, I run with music sometimes but some other times I tend not to run with music for the simple reason is it's just you yourself the roads and your head and you can't deal with it yeah. <laughs> you know you're on your own and you have to just keep going I think that's where I've helped myself understand a lot about myself by just getting out on the roads and running and I think well I'm not going to think for yourself but how has it helped you to run it yeah massively running cycling swimming all these things are free you know maybe have a bike and it's people always focus on they can't now but they, people I know a lot of people really focus on externally things of going for food going to the pub going for drinks buying new clothes constantly chasing a hoy that's non-existent I'll be happy with this new car so one new holiday going to holidays so on and so forth turn it right back in the current economic climate and you see sea swimming you see swimming, you see running, and I'm involved in all of them, and I love it. I love it, and staying consistent with the running, and I'm trying my best at it, and Jim has always had me to keep running every bleeding day, but staying consistent with the running, the cycling, the swimming, it's so beneficial for your headspace, and as I said again, it's free. I mean, there's no, it doesn't cost you anything to do these things, and the release you get from them, serotonin, endorphins, dopamine, all of it all across the board is, is amazing, and it's all for free, all for free. It's amazing. Through the years, you know, um, and again with running, uh, I know Dave touched on it in a podcast um, with Colin Dolan, 
and he spoke about run rides, you know, you, you could see even in that how how much it's brought out joy in people, you know. Um, that community in a sense um, has brought out massive joy for people. We spoke about it in the car on the way over, yeah. a friend of yours coming down, it's, like, it's great to see, like they're coming out on themselves and you know, it's um I've seen people go down there and change instantly. You know, just literally get the bug for it and it's just like boom. They might necessarily run, but they go for a walk, they have people to chat to, you know, and uh, it's just bringing out the best in people, you know. The sense of community, and it's funny, we touched on that a while ago, we were talking about how run noise came about, and we were talking last March when nothing was going on down the beach with 20 people, and we're talking about what we'd like to do. As individuals, talking about building a community, and then you're going, okay, yeah, big community like more individuals for fitness. Like how's this concept coming about? Without too much pressure, then you just without too much focus on it, it just came about, and then you you create run rides. And next of all, you have what, the first day with four or five people, three, four or five people, and then the week after, 10, 20, 100, then two hundred. And I was like, this is gonna this exploded like this run rise. And it just all stem from your mindset of thinking, how can we get like-minded individuals in the community of fitness and mental health advocacy? It's just caught on. It's just massively changed, and it. It caught on to a sense of stage. It it, it um it happened the first lockdown, you know, and, and or sorry, the second lockdown it happened. Um it was spoke about in the first lockdown, it happened in the second lockdown, and then it carried on through. Um and it people needed it. People needed that sense, you know, we are human beings that connect on a social level, you know, and you strip that social level away from people and that's you end up with uh, with with bad mental health issues and Unfortunately, some people will cop onto it and or latch onto it. Sorry, not cop onto it, um, and they will probably be the ones that come out with this in a better mindset. And then the ones that unfortunately are stuck in that sense where they want to just not do anything and read a lot of the news and and, and just stay on social media apps. They're going to be the ones that unfortunately are going to struggle. And look, I hope I hope they end up coming and reaching out to the people that are going to be strong at the end of it because. Oh, it's going to be a turbulent situation. This, this for me is a time to grow. I used all last year to grow, learn and expand myself as an individual through the lockdowns because you can look at it one way and it can be negative and watch the news and go down that route and not and sit at home, play the computer, or drink alcohol or whatever it may be and just be in that room. We don't know how long this is going to go on for. And it doesn't matter because I'm living in the day, one day at a time through my sobriety, but I'm using it as a beneficial time to do the things I really need to do, be it study, be it reading, be it documentary, be it whatever it may be, to expand myself as an individual. And that's what everyone has the time, that little nook and time to do, but if I don't have a walk to do, because I'm currently out of work. But um, what I would like to say to anyone that's listening is, do whatever makes you happy, whatever it is, or any, no matter anyone has things, if you want to go for a run, run. If it's outside of 5K, go outside of 5K. If you want to go swimming, it's outside of 5K, do that. If you want to do whatever you want to do, it keeps you sane in your mental health story. Do whatever you want to do for as you as an individual. Once you're not infringing anyone else's anyone else's space. Yeah, that's most important. You know, um, just be yourself. And if you can just be yourself, you'll be happy in yourself. You'll be content in yourself. Um, and you'll do great things, you know, for myself. Um, I suppose in the headspace I was when I first met David um, in the comparison to where I am now I've seen myself grow other people have seen myself grow and I'm sure David will tell you how far I've grown but um, it's easily done once you just literally pick your head up and go okay I'm doing this but I'm doing this for me and at the end of the day if I do this for me in return it's going to be the, for the benefit of everybody and that's uh, that's very important and um, 
Dave and myself have another thing in common and it's 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 poetry, not so much myself. I I, I write some poetry and, and I, I put words into sentences and it creates these um Shakespearean type poetry as as a friend once called it. Um but Dave, what's poetry for you? I I absolutely I don't know where it came about I came about the first lockdown, um I had a top knot, long hair and I asked me how to make a shave it. Shaved it all off, and within 10 minutes of my head being shaved, I thought I made a marvelous. Went inside, wrote my first poem, 10 minutes later, another poem, and it just sparked from there. And it just, like, a form of therapy to a degree when I just put the words down and they form a full poem, and then I do spoken word, the spoken word then on the Instagrams. And the best part for the poetry for me is when I write it, put it out there, I get a release from that straight away, but the best part is when people resonate with it reach out and they can like, I was struggling with addiction or drugs or whatever it may be and I can really resonate with what you're saying and they reach out and I talk to them on a one-to-one level, sometimes I met them for a coffee, sometimes I phone calls and then still these people, some people I haven't even met still and I'm talking the last year um, about their journeys, your life, how they're navigating, how they're getting on and talking very openly uh, about personal intimate details of our lives and I can give my experience, strength and hope to benefit their life but that's poetry for me, that's poetry for me. Helping others. Helping And you said there, and it's funny, I'm going to touch on how far you come, because you mentioned there. When when you reached out to me last March, last year, March, March, you came down to the beach. The difference, the leaps and bounds you have made in that year is insane. Like, we only talked, I was talking to you the other day, you created the Run Rise, you're part of a North Dublin Triathlon uh, team, club, the sea swims, the poetry, your uh, personal uh, personal training page, your personal training uh, goals, your personal training um, course, leaps and bounds. It's insane how far I've seen your your personal growth from the outside looking in is is monumental. So well done, you brother. Nice one, brother. Um, and that's just, come here. I and the Proper one of the biggest ones. Um, I could have taken one route, or I could have taken the other. Um, I I went through my own little rabbit hole where. I, I fell to the fucking the depths and literally hit rock bottom and had that mental breakdown. And to me, that was probably the biggest change in my life, you know. And it, people may think that these mental breakdowns are bad things, but in reality, if you go the right way about them, it's almost an awakening in itself. So as you, you, you can either pick yourself up and move forward, or else you can literally constantly put the blame on yourself and become a victim. And the most important thing is just to not play the victim with yourself and to literally put yourself forward, put that one foot in front of the other and just keep the head forward, head focused, head straight and just look look ahead. Is it, you said mental breakdown. When I was looking at your mental breakdown, I call it mental breakthrough. Because I was looking at your Instagrams. When like I, that. Yeah, breakthrough, bro. That's what it was like. Because I was looking at your Instagrams and it was very heavy at the start when your, when your mental breakthrough came about because it was... Uh, it was tears, it was emotions, it was Instagram, it was publicised, which was very powerful and very raw, real, and very um, genuine, but very just powerful. I was like, this is this is real. And you were on the Instagrams, you were talking about being in the shower, and you, and you were feeling suicidal thoughts, your head was gone, and you were so open on a public platform about it. It was just real inspiring to see someone doing that, and then to see you from that stage, coming through for a year later, and all the things you've achieved in just a short amount of time, leaps and bounds, is insane to see and it's, it's just saying anyone can do it when you reach out you be raw you be genuine and honest with yourself and be willing to make a mental breakthrough and use it for a positive rather than wallowing and, and I'm not saying wallowing everyone has their struggles like but you you just owned it and you owned it so publicly 
it was just an inspiring to see, an inspiring journey to see and be a part of that, to be around and to be engaged with. Your parents are inspiring you on being. Nice one, man. Um, the public side of it, yeah, I got a lot of hassle for that. You know, we got a lot of pushback, people, negative vibes off people, you know, you shouldn't be putting that up there and all this, you shouldn't be putting your public information out there or your personal information, how you feel. It is what it is. No, I'm not hiding behind anything we say it as it is and that's what I found has helped me. If you just say it as it is, to a certain extent, you don't want to insult anybody, you don't want to bring anybody down, you know, but if you just say it as it is for yourself, it's gonna be a hell of a lot easier. There's no point lying to yourself, just be honest, be real, fucking say what you did, the whole thing, and that life will be easier. Yeah, we'll just move forward. Yeah, like, and that's what I've noticed in my journey is that oh, by me being real, genuine, raw, honest, it's helping more people than I've ever would have thought because the people can resonate with me. They talk to me openly because they know that I'm talking openly. I don't hold anything back. I tell you everything about myself. Open book. Um, to, if any aspect of any of every detail of that is it's all on my podcast about everything I've done, involved in, lives, ups, downs. And people can see that and they are willing then. It just creates a platform, that medium and that space Say space for people to realise, right, if he's doing it and he was this way and now he's this way, what do you have to do? I'm going to approach you and ask you. I'm sure it's the exact same for you. When you're on your journey, and these people that they don't understand, so they give you a hard time about this, 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 and why are you talking about this and why are you being so Because I need this. I need to be this way because it's helped me release. And and then I didn't realise with medium that helps only other people. That's the best part. Chain reaction. Chain reaction. Chain reaction during the day doing dances in your bedroom with your hat on. <laughs> yeah, that kicked off. That was funny. And then Paddy jumps on, Lisa jumped on. It was mad. That was funny. And then John Lally jumped on as well. It was class yeah, to see. Everybody out just putting caps on, doing dances and just bopping away. Enjoying life and living life. And yeah, that's you need in this time, don't you? Take take the wins when you can. You have to have a laugh for that. 100%. You know what I mean? Um, come here, you went through mad shit when you were uh, growing up. What's the worst thing you've ever done? You don't, have to, you don't have to go deep, deep, deep now, but what's the that, worst thing? There? The worst thing, yeah, I'm incriminating myself here now. <laughs> nah. they, they, they got to the stage where um, my head was that gone with the drink, the drugs, and the conversations I was wrapped around in, I've talked about this in Paris, I was offered a contract to kill someone, but I didn't obviously continue with that. But I thought about it, because my head was so gone, I had no feelings, emotions, remorse, so I didn't know I was capable of that until I had a conversation. But the, one of the worst things that I did that could have went very bad was planning an armed robbery um, and planning it down to a T. A couple of months planning, getting a few bits and bobs for the job and really going all out and investing this thing financially, emotionally, spiritually. Everything was full, fully in. And uh, we went to do it. We went to do the job and uh, had a couple of lookouts in a proper organised situation. And then in the guards pulling into the vicinity, so we had to cut it off. That wasn't enough. We went back to the another time, four times we went to do this job. And every time we did it, the guards were in the vicinity, the lookouts were beyond us. We had five people on the phones in, in different areas in this, this location. Um, but proper invested, but that's how it, fucked my head was. We had to drink the drugs and the insanity that was going through my head because what addiction is, it's, it's insanity. And it's the opposite of addiction is connection. The connection into feelings and emotions, connection to the real world and living life in life's terms. That's what uh, connection is. Addiction is the total opposite when you have any feelings, remorse, and you don't know, think of anything. So that was one of the worst things that could have happened. But oh, I'll get into a few different stories. Waking up in different countries, waking up, waking up in different countries, don't know how I got there. Um, waking up in cells, don't know how I got there. There's loads of things. 
mad things that I've done across the board, but, but the best thing I've done, I flip around and flip around and say the best thing I've done was uh, asking for help, uh, reaching out, asking for help, humility, putting that pride in the bin, and realizing, like, I mean, this has got me running, running the way I usually think it's gotten me to mad states, and then humility comes about. I need help. I can't do this on my own. And then getting involved with twelve step programs, the meetings, the sponsors. So that's flipped on his head. There was mad things there, but the positives out of it was the humility. And I had to go down the road to get the, to find that humility, to drop the pride, to drop the ego, drop the attitude, and be like, right, you ran this way for a long time, it didn't work. Let's try a whole different direction. And should really happen to be that. Yeah, man. I don't get why people, men in particular, lads, our age, whatever, don't understand why they're so afraid to be humiliated. Okay. No, it's it's pure it's pure ego. Ego. It's 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 ego. Called Luke with it on Raglan Road. These things, these people are certain have different mindsets and dialect and different. My perspective or my opinion, they would see things a lot differently. But that old toxic masculinity is hopefully dead and gone or is dead, dead and going. And um, because it's the server known men don't cry, man up, rubbish, and all this, it's, it's getting nowhere. We bottle things up, it brings about anxiety you don't even realize, and it brings about things. Where it's in your subconscious from childhood trauma that you should be looking into and really, really addressing everything happening in your life and really go into it, delve in deep, think about things because you don't even realize in your back of your subconscious and why you act the same way, what certain characteristics are about, or personality traits, or character defects, or blind spots that we can all have. But being ridiculously honest with yourself is where it's about humility, get rid of that pride, cry, scream, shout. And then, as myself and yourself, post all over Instagram if it helps, if it helps another human being, that's what happens. That's how it is, man. Come here. Like, masculinity itself, it's destroyed generations. Yeah, but then, you know, for me, masculinity, I think John Daly shared a post a while ago, less warriors, more warriors. Yeah. And for warrior, for me, is uh, encapsulating and being part of all your feelings, emotions, traumas, and engagement, all of it, crying, uh, anger, all of it. Do you mean, just because you're... Just because I cried there the, the twice the last year, I wish I cried more. Yeah. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean <laughs> I'm still not masked. That's part of masculinity. Like boxing, weights, triathlon, training, crying. It, it doesn't have to be a certain way to be a masculine. To be masculine, I think all of it is masculine. There's no female uh, feelings. There's no male, masculine feelings. It's all together. Bottling stuff up is no longer. Yeah, get rid of it. Open that bottle and spray it everywhere. Fill it over Instagram. Make sure it's the right bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's not an alcoholic bottle. Because that's how it ends up getting bottled up. You know, deal, not dealing with your trauma and then falling down that road. And I think um, there's so many people out there. There's men in their 40s, 50s, 60s that are still going through that because of that generation back then where it was, you couldn't talk about that. You know, I go away over that, will you? What's get wrong get with over. him? You know, what's wrong with him? Move forward, get on, forget about it. Ah, no, come here. We're living in 2021 now, do you know what I mean? There's, uh, there's resources there for a reason. They've come to realise that, look, it's okay not to be okay, but you just have to be willing to do something about it, isn't it? 100%. When you can fully understand yourself uh, in every aspect of your life, all feelings and emotions, you can express yourself, articulate yourself, and understand yourself. And the awareness of yourself when you when you delve into these things, you don't shut off things. Because what happened to sobriety is, my sponsor explained to me, if I'm shutting off sadness and shutting off certain things, 
you don't you don't pick and choose when you shut off. So I was shutting off sadness, but also shutting off happiness. You don't just get to choose. You shut down your your feelings. You shut down all feelings. When you embrace feelings and emotions, uh, with sadness, whatever it may be, happiness comes. You a brighter, shinier happiness that you never knew existed comes about because you're not suppressing any feelings. So it's being in touch with all, of them. and it's powerful when you when you fully immerse yourself in all of it. It's, it's, it really is enjoyable. Life is enjoyable. Life is great. Celebrate. <laughs> um, happiness, Davey. What's happiness? Happiness for me is ties into my sobriety. Um, so I'm internally happy. Uh, internally happy, being content and at peace of mind. So internal happiness for me is I'm happy with who I am as an individual. Uh, anger, sadness, rage, whatever it may be. I know I have all these traits. That's internal happiness for me. Like, I know I own that all. Being content is I'm happy where I am in life. I'm happy with, you know, when I'm looking forward and looking back. I'm happy in the present moment. That's being content. And that's being content when I'm, it's not a competition. I'm in competition with myself. And then uh, being a peace of mind is when I have both. And that's true happiness to me. Lies within. True happiness is my internal happiness. That's happiness for me. Not to do any, any external whatsoever. So you create your own happiness. As everyone does. Yeah. And when you understand that, it's, it's, it's powerful, 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 pursuit. powerful. The pursuit. pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Great movie. So come here, look, I am going to end my podcasts by um, asking a question that maybe it's just going to be a random question, you know, but for you, if you could make one positive change in the world, what would it be? Talk, lads, men, talk, let it all out, talk to anyone, talk to me, talk to strangers, just let it out, whatever you're feeling, and if you can't articulate a shout, you know what I mean, if you can't express it, Run. I mean, these things will come about when you make positive uh, changes and reinforce your life and make a good foundation with positive mindsets and being around like like-minded individuals and sea swim. Throw that in there. Make sure you sea swim. Get to the sea. You'll, you'll, you'll discover why when you get into the sea and you keep going back. You'll, you'll realize the benefits from it. You want a million euro tomorrow? What's the first thing you do? Give it away. Show us a few quid there, yeah. bro. <laughs> I want a million euro. I, I, I buy buy me house and then I just. A big, a big community. For like one individual, it's good for charity. I didn't figure out a way where I could use it the best I could possibly do. But I don't, I don't want money. Money, I've never ever thought about money at all. Even my drink and drugs, because money never really existed because it was always there. So, but money has never been a factor in my life. Happiness is my main thing, and it's about the pursuit of happiness today and day out and living in the day, being the best version of myself today. But money, money, money comes and goes. I mean, it's nice to be comfortable, nice to have nice things, but at the end of the day, all these things just leave you in the end. And all your left with yourself when you go to sleep and if you're not happy going to sleep at night. You know what I mean? And at the end of it all, you can't bring it with you. Can't bring it with you. Yeah, it's not gonna be there for you. You know, so look, Dave's gone from a uh, mad addiction personality to Aaron Robert to fucking yeah. <laughs> trying to kill somebody to this hippie esque type sea swimmer, poetry writer. And that just proves one thing that's you can turn your life around. It's easy if you're willing to put in the work. It is. I really, really appreciate being on the podcast. I'm loving the first guest. And uh, tune in, tune in. It's, it's cool. I really enjoy it. Thanks very much for having me on. Not a bother at all, man. Peace. Oof. So that was my podcast today with David Farrell. Um, David has become a very, very good friend over the last number of months, has guided me through a lot of stuff, has helped me. Um, through leaps and bounds and uh, I'm very grateful to have met David and to have David um, as part of my life um, as you can see and or as you can hear from the podcast um, 
it was just simple questions laid out to David and it was a chance for him to share his story to try and help others. So if you're in any way interested in wanting to share your story, um, just drop me a DM, uh, reach out and I'll get back in touch with you. I hope you've enjoyed it and I'll talk to you all real soon. Take care.